0: Hey everybody and welcome to episode 33 of X-Band the Phantom Podcast. This episode is uh, very special because with me in the studio, apart from Stephen and Jermaine, who I always have, how are you guys? I'm good, Joe, yourself? Yeah, good. very good. So apart from those two fellas, we also have phantom artist extraordinaire, Glenn Ford. How are you, Glenn?
1: Look, so far, so good.
0: Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Awesome. So, for anyone um, that may not know Glenn's work, if you haven't been reading um, Australian through Phantom Comics, he's done uh, a couple of stories. He's done lots and lots of uh, covers for Through. He also worked on the movie. Um, you helped with some of the set design and stuff
1: on that, didn't you? No, I did some um, I did some storyboards. Oh, for storyboards. A, yeah, yeah, for a couple. But it was for the original production. But, um, oh, look, I won't go into the, the whole long story, but originally when... Um, uh, it first came to Australia went up to the Gold Coast to uh I think Warner Brothers studios up there and it was going to be directed by Joe Dante who um Joe Dante he was a pretty big director in the 80s did um Gremlins and um a few other I think uh Honey I Blew Up the Kids maybe was one of his um the Twilight Zone movie he was part of that and it all got underway they actually built the um the set for the the front of the Skull Cave, and he brought over his crew from America, some some, um, some pretty good people, and then realised, um, oh, you know, a month, month and a half into it that they didn't have enough money. So he <laughs> step, stepped out, <laughs> became, a, um, I think, an associate producer or an executive producer, um, I think, an associate producer, and then took it back to the Allen Lad Company, got some more money, and that's when the production started again with um, Simon Windsor. So, oh, yeah, okay. I, I, I did a couple of weeks with... Um, yeah, with that original, that original crew, and um, it would have been entirely different to what uh, you know to what we ended up seeing. That's for sure. So,
2: who was the Phantom going to? Be still,
1: still the, still the same cast: Billy, Billy Zane, and Kirsty okay. Swanson, and all those. But um, the, the whole look of the thing would have been a lot different. The, the guy they had doing all the all the concept artwork was a um, he's a an Italian-French-born guy who lives in LA uh, who did. He designed the aliens in Independence Day. He designed the oh, Godzilla wow. from the 90s. Um, uh, no wonder they made more money. The, the, <laughs> the remember the creatures in Dracula, the Gary Oldman version of Dracula. Uh, remember yep. the, the things that he turned into? He designed those. Um, quite amazing. Um, wow. Uh, I've got a, somewhere some uh, some copies of some sketches he did for the inside of the, the Skull Cave, and they're um, they're just just terrific. I've got to dig those up one day and show to all you guys. Yeah, definitely. Nice. Yes, definitely.
0: So, did that does that mean that the work you did, none of that got used in the final film or did they sort of mix the two together or
1: are uh, they, they it was still the same script um <sighs> although I think I think in the end there were five versions of the script and I think the version they were working on was the fourth one. But oh, there okay. wasn't wasn't a lot of difference. So, I the scene that I storyboarded, some of was the scene where um, I think Diana's is about to take off on a plane down by a a dock, and the fender runs down onto the dock, and some pirates I think some seen pirates. There's a bit of um, there's some it looked like a, a harbor in New York kind mm-hmm. of. Yep. And they were jumping into a um, like a high wing. All right, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. F- uh, Float plane of some yeah, sort. Yeah. So
0: in the final movie, that probably would have been when they leave to go to the island in the Devil's yeah. Triangle. Yep. 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 That's yep. it. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, that kind of brings us into something that I was going to ask you anyway, but before we get into that, could you tell us, because we've already gone on a tangent, we told you this would happen, um, so before, before we get into that, could you uh, tell us what your history with the fandom is? How, were you a fan before you started working on the first Yeah, yeah stuff?
1: when I was a kid, um, I mean, that's how I that's how I learned to read, basically, like a lot of kids, I think, back then, um, mm. just uh, comics were everywhere. Um uh, it was just before uh, the introduction of TB in Australia. Um, Are you so it was kind of, yeah, I am. I, I, <laughs> I know it's, it's hard to believe. That's but, a great uh,
0: way to ke- get on with our guests. Thanks for that, Jermaine. <laughs> That's really
1: it's a, it's Jermaine.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> well,
3: I'm, I'm um, just checking out Phantom Wiki and it says born has just got question mark. You've just appeared on the the face of the earth and <laughs> we've just run with you.
1: Well, uh, yes, they're, they're, not, they're not even sure if I've been born. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, but um, it was like early, early to mid '50s, and um, I, look, I, I think I think TV was introduced. Look, I'm not sure into into Australia the year that I was born, but not everyone could afford one when they were first introduced. Mm. Mm. I remember when, when we first got ours. I'm like, this is another tangent, but I'll be quick. Um, <laughs> we used to sit down Sunday night and watch the Walt Disney show. Yeah, it was on an hour at six o'clock every Sunday night. And we would leave the door open, and if you looked out, there'd be a line of people sitting on the grass, going out to the footpath, oh, really? all, all peering <laughs> through our door to watch TV. Yeah, that's that was great. Such, it was amazing. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> so you'd go into um, you'd go into uh, like a barbers and sit down for a haircut, and on the table there'd just be a stack of comics to read, and usually um, Phantom. So that's 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 how I started reading them.
0: Oh, okay, cool. So um, what about your Non-fancy background. Obviously, you're into art. You're you're a musician. Um, what what kind of area would you say you're most concentrated in, though?
1: Uh, I was a musician first. Um, mm. I I I kind of finished school. I didn't really. Um, well, I, I turned up for half of the H, HSC basically. I, was, <laughs> I wasn't a what you'd call a a dedicated student. Um, I, was a, I was a full-time musician um, by the time I left school. I, I picked it up in the last year of school. When I was like 17, 18, all my friends were in, in this band and they're going out and you know traveling around and meeting girls, and I was missing out on all of that. So the only instrument they didn't have was keyboard. So got my uh, long estranged dad, who I hadn't had much to do with through my life, to buy me a, um, a, an organ and um, taught myself to play. And I did that till I was about. 25 and just by accident fell into fell into art um, I, I went for a, a job with an advertising agency which I didn't think I'd get and and, and I did and they trained me and um, I just loved it and gave music away
3: yeah oh, fair
0: enough
1: yeah and, and I, I picked it up later on when I was about about 15 because I, I you know I missed it and yeah um, <laughs> and as a result I've been able to do some work in animation since so I, I get to do both It's a, you know it's good fun yeah cool
0: mm-hmm. yeah, nice. so um you were a Phantom fan before you started working with Fru. Uh, you, would you still consider yourself a fan? Do you still collect the comics or any of the yeah, merchandise?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of gave up on the Fru comics. It's just too hard to get a, a full set of them. Um, yeah. But I, I collect uh, most, well, pretty well every English Phantom comic I can get hold of apart from Fru. Um, mm. um and the New Zealand ones, I think they're they're kind of hard to get hold of these days as well. But um, anything that's come out of America, you know, going all the way back to the um, the Ace Comics um, I collect, and that's that's pretty close to being complete now. With the in- English language phantoms, apart from through and New Zealand. Oh wow! And, um, and like like Jermaine, I, I like to get um, a lot of the foreign ones as well. But but it, I, again, it's too hard to get full sets of those. I'm, if I can get a number one, I'm really happy. You know. Stay away. <laughs> there's <laughs> gonna the be a,
0: is on. Yeah, there's gonna be a fight soon. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm down to two. <laughs> which 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 two?
1: Um,
2: Slovenia probably, still. No no, no I've picked up Slovenia and Slovakia. Okay. Um, I'm down to Papua New Guinea and South Africa.
1: You still haven't got the Papua New Guinea. Still haven't got the Papua New Guinea. Oh, dear. It's it's like my Moby Dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's another story. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Have I shown you mine?
0: We are still um. talking about the comic, <laughs> aren't we? No,
1: no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> but, um, no, I think I told you, I, I went up there in... 86 um, uh, it was. I had a mate living up there, working up there, and went to spend um, about a month up there. I had another friend working there as well, uh, in, an, in, in Port Moresby's only advertising agency back then and um, I worked with her for a little while out of the agency and, and she was um, a, a bit of a phantom nut as well and she gave me uh, the P&G number one. She just got it off a friend and, and, and gave it to me and then went out and got um, five, you know, those... You've probably seen them posted, the um, the material, the phantom material. The, oh, what the, like the sarongs or something? Yeah, yeah. The kind, I think they're sarongs, but they're kind of big. They're like about they be four meters square i reckon they're pretty big and um and two different designs in in three different colors each i think so i've got those tucked away somewhere as well
0: wow
1: and, and that wow. coloring book which i think i posted as well which which i'd never seen before I just no. picked that up for like a, like a dollar or something like that yeah I,
2: really, I haven't seen any other coloring books from apart from yours um I have managed to pick up a one of the um, newspapers that has um, yeah yeah oh, I can't remember what it's called. It was the one talk newspaper?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, one talk um, is 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 their is their term for for pidgin English or, or for the particular kind of, of English that um, that mm-hmm. they spoke up there. It means one talk or one language. Um, yeah. That newspaper. So I it could it could have been the Port Moresby Times. I'm not sure, but they they. They printed those strips illegally. They didn't pay um, royalties to King Features, and King Features found out and, and said, "You've got to stop." gave them a slap on the wrist, and they stopped. And when it happened, they, um, there was a big riot at the university. Oh, oh really? Oh, oh, and oh, I think oh, someone oh. may have actually been killed. And so they, um, <laughs> wow, yeah. So the next day it was back in back in the, um, in the newspaper, and King King Features just left it alone. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I um, there was just recently um, a little YouTube video done by a bunch of US mob where they've talked about the history of the fandom in Papua New Guinea oh, I
1: saw that yeah that was pretty good
2: yeah uh, although that, they yeah. try they try and romance romanticize the Yanks and kind of forget about the diggers which kind of played a bit more of an important role than the yanks but we'll leave them we'll let them have that
0: one they
1: won both wars, you know yeah we should <laughs> clarify, we
0: should clarify for any international listeners that we're Referring to the Australian diggers there, the Australians in the war. Yeah. In case you, people would just see, sitting there thinking, what's a bloke with a
1: shovel going to do? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the size of the shovel. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. apparently there was a um, um, like a charity organisation up there that used to get the returns from crew, And They used to bundle them all up and put them in a plane and just fly them across the um, across the highlands, across the mountains, and just drop them out. Wow. And, oh, wow. and tribes from either side of the of the of the mountains would come up and and, and fight each other for them. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's but It kind of makes sense. It, it's a really I don't know if anyone's ever been there, but it's it's, it's incredibly mountainous. It's, it looks like a it looks like a Disney cartoon. It's just all these hills that look like they've been cut out and just stuck in place. And there's something like 740 different dialects, so that a tribe wow. on one side of a hill would not understand a tribe on the other side of the hill. And they used to communicate with, with pictograms carved into into bark. And so the, the popularity of the fandom kind of makes sense. It, you know, it's a, it's yeah. a, a simple story that everybody could follow. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I did not anyway, happen. that's another tangent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. well... So- well Sorry, Jeremy. Getting,
2: getting back to your collection, um, what would be your prize collect, uh, prize piece in your collection?
1: Oh, well, lots of things. I finally got my um, little while ago my uh, Sirocco figure, which was um, a bit of a holy grail. Um, got some um, I've got a uh, McCoy piece for Sunday, which is lovely. Um, oh nice. Um, I've got a um, a Don Newton piece. Uh, you, it was at one of the San Diego cons back in the in the nineties, in the mid nineties. It would have been some time, and it cost me like you know ninety, hundred bucks or something back then. Wow. Um, and that's a really wow. lovely piece. Um, I got a, a piece from uh, Ralph Gose who um, whose stuff, I, whose covers I just you know just love, just adore. Mm. Um, and the only the only artist I don't have that 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 would be nice to add to all of that would be um, I'm a big fan of Hans Lindahl I've, I've got nothing of his. He, uh, no one's got anything of his. Yeah, so I believe he, he, he keeps it uh, all.
2: Yeah, I've heard stories that um that he just that he refuses to sell it. Like, yeah. I know someone who like offered him like a thousand dollars or something for a bit of original art probably, didn't sell. Probably yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no names. Um, no names. <laughs> yeah, and then um, <clears throat> the only original I've seen is the one that he has drawn for uh, Lee Fork himself. Yep, yep. That's the only original I've seen.
1: Yeah. It's a shame because I, I think he's the best of the Swedish artists. So I, I, I like um, uh, 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 Jean-Yves uh, Miton. Um, I've got a yep. piece of his. Um, Oh, nice. You can see his stuff around. It's a bit expensive now, but I think he was one of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other guy, uh, Noot Westad, Westad um, used to do lovely stuff back in the eighties and nineties as well. Yeah. Um, what else? I've got um, I've got all the statues now. There's only one statue left I've got to get, uh, which is a Brazilian statue, which is a it looks like a Ray Moore style phantom with his hands on his hips in red with the yellow yellow striped trunks. So that's the only one I'm chasing. now. I've got everything else. I got the um, pick up the the uh, uh, the Tom Tyler one a little while ago. So that was oh, nice. hard to get. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that um, would have been tricky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that um, the guy that made those, he's a I think is originally in California, and he did a. Whole series of superheroes as seen in the movies and and, and, and on TV, and, and they were great. He did like George Reeves Superman and, and the, the, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Batman, the um, the sixties. Um,
0: oh yeah,
1: Adam West. Adam. Adam West, yep. Um, um, but he, he got he got into trouble with, um, it could have been DC I think, and uh, he just sort of, he got he got. Oh, well, you're going to get into a lot of trouble. You think it cost him a lot of money, so he just, uh, he just disappeared.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Yeah. As you would. As you would, as you do.
0: Yeah. So, um, speaking about artists and so forth, do you have a favourite artist, like being a Phantom artist yourself, or any particular other Phantom artist? Uh, oh, I, I, I still
1: think Cy, Cy Barry's the, the man. Mm. Um, but, you know, there's... there's, I mean, I love Don Newton, of course, Um just his understanding of—he um, he was a, apparently, from what I hear, uh, he was a bodybuilder, um, and he used to pose uh, himself for, for his drawings. <laughs> and be? so you'd, you'd see, if you go through those Charlton comics and have a look at some of the, the poses, they're, they're almost straight out of a like a bodybuilding magazine. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. um, and that's 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 basically him, you know, beefed up a bit. Oh wow! Um, Love George Wilson covers, of course. Um, yeah. The guy that does the, his name is who, Ertugul Ridney, I think. He's a Turkish artist. He does the covers for those little Turkish Black and White Digests, but he does these beautiful oh, yep. covers. He's Are they great. the
2: current ones?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, they're very yeah. nice. He's, I haven't got any of those yet, but yeah, no, they're very nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the Swedish guys that I mentioned before uh, and Mittom um, uh, love the new guy, uh, Henrik Johnson. I, I know, I know he's kind of polarised a lot of people, but um, <laughs> oh, we like him. Yep. Yeah, 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 it's just it's just a really nice, fresh take. And, and the guy, you know, irrespective of whether it's the Phantom or not, the guy can draw. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah.
1: yeah, we're really expecting.
0: Liked, um, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, we had both Jermaine and I had a rant about it on our last episode. We're
1: expecting hate mail about that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it. Yeah, <laughs> um, and also, I mean, Graham Nolan. Uh, he, he wasn't wasn't there for for too long, but he, I think he he really got the essence of the Phantom. He's got this nice, he got it down to a nice, um, uh, almost a shorthand. It's really nice, simple style. Mm. But um, but all the all the the, the good drawing and the good draughtsmanship is there, and and and. He, um, his Phantom looks looks big and solid and tough, and, and all done yeah. with a, a really nice economy. You know.
0: Yeah.
2: It was almost it was almost very um, reminiscence of like an early Sky Barry.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Cy, si, when he when he first started. Uh, like, I, I don't know at what point he started using um, assistants, um, but obviously anyone who does that it's going to. Um, even if it's subtly it's going to show in the the finished product but when he he first started drawing the strip in the uh, 60s it was I guess um, it had a real nice graphic element to it you'd you'd see things like um, um, you know the word all the words the phantom uh, in big letters behind him instead of trees or or a sky or something like that and and, um, uh, little cinematic tricks almost Hitchcock you know close up of the the profile of the face with um, uh, all the action happening in the background and, and stuff which you, you take yeah. a single panel and you could turn it into a poster quite easily yeah
2: like the um, mystery of the island of the dogs and yep
1: yeah, yep yeah. the one with um uh, i think where he goes to Mucar and he's wearing the um the veil the arrow. For part of the story oh, yeah. yeah 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 good stuff just lovely and 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 That's looking at it then too you could see that he was trying not trying but, but there's there a little bit of a nod to um to ray moore as well in the way that he drew his face
2: yeah, well, he was, um, I don't know if you read that interview, where he, which he gave, well, I can't remember what the website was, but he was actually told he had to copy more of, he had to like simplify his art as well in, in a little way. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So when you were drawing uh, the Phantom for Fru, Glenn, were you ever asked, I can't imagine you would have, but just out of curiosity, would you ever ask to make your art look like... Say, barriers because that seems to be. Oh a yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Jim Jim would um Jim had pretty definite ideas about what he wanted, and usually it was a case of um, taking a panel or, or a combination of panels from the story and saying um, rework these. And, and there yeah. were a couple of occasions where um I, I I you know either intentionally or not I deviated from that and and. It went off on, on a, another tangent, like we're having now, and, um,
3: <laughs> and it'd
1: it, it, it go back to him, and he said, "No, this is this is what I want." And, and so, um it got a bit, it got a bit looser later on. He, he, I, I guess after a, a while, we we got to trust each other a bit more. So it, it um, and, and and I think he got uh, got to the point too where he wanted to experiment a bit too. So now that's yeah. when things like painted covers came along, and all and that all that sort of thing, yep. computer covers, whatever.
0: Yeah. So um, how was your working relationship with Jim and Fru? We've heard kind of, some people have said, you know, whether it's been people I've talked to on the podcast or just at the Fork dinners and things like that, some people have said he was an absolutely brilliant man and some people have said he was very, I suppose similar to what you said, he, he's very set in his ways and he knew very what, much what he wanted.
1: What was your experience of... Oh, you know, I'd probably like to sit right in the middle on that one. I, I, I would say that um, he, he knew what he wanted but 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 which is great, you know. He, he had a he had a um, uh, a direction and, and, and a, a purpose and a vision and all of that. But but the flip side of that is that um, um, he found a formula that worked and and didn't deviate from that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which uh, you know in the publishing business, especially you know the way it's been. Well, since he had that of of, of, um, of of computer, like, probably going back to the late 90s, since publishing took a Generally, uh, a, a big dive um, when um, people's entertainment dollar was being spent on, on a lot of other things. Um, it's very, very risky to, to go and take chances, and, and, and he uh, and, and didn't. He just stuck to the formula, and that's maybe the only criticism I think that people have of, um, of, of Jim. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it, it definitely did seem that he stuck to what he knew, kind of thing, which you know had had both good and bad ramifications. I think for yeah, the comic. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so how did you how did you get your initial gig it through? How did you come to draw the covers
1: for? Oh, him? Oh, look, I, I just hassled him. I just, I just walked in and said, um, <laughs> and and uh, I I'd done comic work, uh, not comic book work, but the comic illustrations for, um, all the the other people. Like uh, I worked in advertising, and whenever someone took out a um, a license to to do something with a Marvel or DC or um, Disney character. Um, I often got the the work because I, I had a had a um I guess a reputation for doing, for doing that kind of work. You know, someone yeah. wanted to put out a, a you know a set of you know Disney beach Towers or whatever. Uh, it went to the studio that I was working in. It was a, a collection of um, about 25 of, of the top illustrators uh, around at the time, and um, and if it was a comic illustration that was needed, it usually went to me because that was my that was my shtick back then. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so I wanted to do more, um, and Jim was pretty much the only game in town. So if you wanted to draw comics, you had to go to through. It was, it was that simple. Any other comics that you'd see in the newsstands, even if they were printed in Australia, were still reprinting uh, American content. Mm-hmm. So um, I just said, let, let me do a cover, and he didn't commit himself. He said, okay, let's see how it turns out. So I, he gave me uh, – the first one I did was um, number 950, which I think was Castle in the Sky. Yep, and it's the phantom rearing on the horse with the the castle in the background, and in mm-hmm. the, uh, the 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 uh, the the ghostly villain, you know, looking over the castle. Um, and he said, "Yeah, that's you know, it took about a couple of weeks' said, Yep, yeah, that's fine." Um, he printed it, and then then just got to do more and more. Oh, okay. So he
0: must have obviously, because I'm sure you wouldn't wouldn't have been the only artist um, offering you to do covers for free, so he must have obviously thought you were quite good to um, ask you to do a full-length story, which, uh, are, if I remember correctly, your first full-length Phantom story would have been Search for Byron, which was my, just... My,
1: my only full-length Phantom story, Oh,
0: yeah. well, that's yeah. tr- Well, that's true. I was thinking of the uh, the card series, but I suppose they're not actually in full-length.
1: No, and they're not, and they're not either.
2: finished either.
1: <laughs> no, no, but we'll get <laughs> yeah. to that. We'll There's another that. story and another tangent that we won't take. <laughs>
2: Fair enough. Oh, no, it's on it's our list of questions.
1: Yeah, oh, wasn't.
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> well, before, before we get into that, you hate us. um, how was that? How was it drawing a full-length Phantom story? And also, I'm assuming it's probably one of the first times Jim would have written a Phantom comic. So, was it like a, a process of both of you discovering how to do this thing? Or
1: uh, look, I, I'd it? done similar things before, again, in advertising. um not as long it was a it was a 40 page story i think search for byron but mm. jim and i talked about it originally um and and around about the same time um i i uh, opened up the the shops the, the phantom zone and um and they uh it was the right time and the right place and all of that sort of thing but they, they became quite successful to the point where i think after three or four years we had four shops and there were another four franchises plus we had a, a, another shop over in LA as well yeah and it was just a uh, just a huge undertaking if I had of known back then how big it was going to be I, I really would have thought twice about it but that it, was
0: the Phantom Zone in Newcastle was my first yeah. comic store
1: yeah one of our uh, second franchise I think that yeah. was and um it was uh, and, and what was doubly hard I mean in any any kind of retail business what a lot of Customers don't see is all the work that goes on once the, the doors are closed. But yeah. um, with this particular business, because you're getting everything from from almost almost everything from the states, um, you're up at two or three in the morning, faxing or, or making phone calls to make sure it all it all happens. Yeah. So there wasn't a lot of sleep there. So all, all this all this was building um, to the point where Jim couldn't wait. So he brought in Keith Chaddo, who he had a he'd known Keith for years. He had a good relationship with him and did. Um, well, the first one was <coughs> in the Jungle, then he did the, I think the King's Cross Connection was the next one. The third one was, uh, I don't know the title, but it was the one with the Sing Pirates. And, the Return, um, yeah. The Return of the Sing or something Are like you that. Were you supposed to be doing those? I was supposed to do one of them, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Oh. Um, but but look, it, it, you know, it didn't happen. And by the time we finally got together, he had this uh, full story, The Search for Byron,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it was originally going to be 28 pages, and... Um, and then when he gave me the script, it, it, it panned out to, to forty. And then uh, I went away and did it, and just got oh, it took it took over a year. It just got yeah. um, crazy busy. Um, I was I was flying over to um to California two or three times a year. Um, and and the other thing that happened too to, towards the end of all of this was that there was a big implosion in the comic comic books industry. The um, uh, the, I don't know
0: the, if you the 90s crash is that? Yeah,
1: yeah, with um. One of the the biggest distributors was a company called Diamond, and um, it's a long, long story, I won't go into it, but but essentially Marvel tried to distribute their own comics. Um, Diamond reacted by um, pulling everyone else, uh, DC included, um, under their wing and buying out a lot of the smaller distributors until in the end they owned everything and they they shut Marvel out and Marvel had no choice but to go back to Diamond. But in in the process... um, it went from something like 21 different distributors worldwide to to one, to, to, and then that was it. If you wanted to bring in comics, um, you had to deal with Diamond, mm-hmm. and they they mm-hmm. weren't they weren't nice people to deal with either. You know, between you and I, <laughs> 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 and whoever listens to this and, podcast. Yeah, um, so so might, all of a sudden, the competition was taken out of life. the out of the equation, mm-hmm. and um, you know we were getting our stuff in two or three days before everyone else we'd get it in on a Friday um, and by the time everyone got theirs on Monday or Tuesday ours would be sold it was just we, we, we used to um, import I used to do uh, the customs clearances myself and um, we found a way where we could um, get everything cleared on, on a faxed copy of the um, invoices as long, as long as they were married up when they actually arrived we could take them with us um, and it was we were flying it a ton a week it was just like literally a ton of, of comics. It was ridiculous.
0: Wow! Gosh. And then
1: then it all it all it all crashed, and um, everyone had to buy from Diamond, and all the stuff came in on the one plane. Everyone picked it up at the same time, and it was all this, it was all the same stock. So all of a sudden, all the comic shops had the same stock as what the 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 next guy did. Yeah. So they essentially became Diamond's retail outlets. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, all this was happening while I'm trying to draw Byron. <laughs> back, to, back to the story, you know. Yeah. Well,
0: um, you said you, you heard our last episode, on which we, of course, discussed uh, the new reprinting of, of Search for Byron. Um, you said it, it it blew out in the page size. It went, you know, from 20 odd up to 40. Um, yeah. Something we said in the podcast, we noted how big your artwork is. Like, each panel is quite big compared to um, other fruit stories. Was that... A, a conscious decision,
1: or is that just yeah, how you yeah. do it? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was uh, deliberate. Uh, I guess I, you know, I don't, I don't, because I haven't done a lot of it. I don't know um, too much about how to how to pace comics, but I, I guess that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to give it a, a um, um, like a meter or, or a rhythm, so that um, you know, all of a sudden, you'd have this, uh, a lot of dialogue concentrated. Every few pages, and then then you'd get a, a, a bit of a, a relief from that, and, and he'd you know go off and, and do things visually, which which um, which would change the pace a little bit, mm. I guess. Um, when Jim supplied me with a script, um, and it was pretty well detailed, he had um, pretty good ideas about what he wanted to happen, um, but as to where it happened, uh, that he left that up to me. You know, if I you know if I had to get from from Somebody saying one thing to the, the next paragraph or somebody else saying another thing, I could put a panel or two in between if I wanted to, if it was going to help the pacing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you seem to have
3: answered the question I was just formulating there. I, I was wondering, yeah, how it was scripted, like page one, scene, oh, you know, square one or anything like that, or, or you had the freedom to just do yourself, but you've pretty much
1: answered that question, really. Yeah, yeah. A bit about... <laughs> I've, I've recently found that script again, so I'll have to um, give, you a, give you a look at it all.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be, be just... wonderful. Um, so something else we we kind of talked about when we were um, reviewing the, or t- discussing the issue was there seemed to be a lot of IDs in there that didn't really get fleshed out. Um, so I was wondering, you said that you you had to expand the issue. Was there even more stuff that didn't get in there because of just not space?
1: No, nah, not 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 that I'm aware of. I, I think um, I, I think Jim wrote it piecemeal. Mm. Um, I mean, he's a pretty busy guy back yeah. then, um, and I think that's what happened. There, there were things in there which which um, uh, had maybe germinated an idea in him, but when he got back to to, to the, the next part of the script, it wasn't important, mm. um, and so they yeah. they got yeah they just got left there. But you know, it keeps it keeps it interesting, keeps keeps people talking. I guess I, yeah. I don't think a sequel w- was ever planned. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I mean, having said that, uh, now the Byron's been in three stories now. I think he was two back in the 40s, and this third one. So there's there's no reason why he couldn't reappear somewhere else down the line. I'm sure. Yeah. Mm. And
3: whose idea so, was to put Diana in the in the French maid's outfit? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you didn't like that? I, did no, say he'll I he'll didn't. Like say <laughs> I didn't like it. I loved it.
2: Guess what his wife got for Christmas? <laughs>
1: no more <laughs> <laughs> I've got a um, actually what I'll do I've got a colour version of one of the pages here because um, there, there was talk briefly uh, with Jim doing some uh, some of this in colour but it, it never it never happened um, oh, wow. let me that would have been cool um, I've got all your uh, email addresses here
2: um, so are we allowed to share it on the podcast post
1: um. Yeah, I, I don't see why not. Cool. Yeah, yeah. excellent. Thank you very much. Well, Thank you so for that. I'll, 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 I'll find it while I'm talking. Right here. Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, have you ever thought about producing more full-length Phantom stories? Well, did Jim have like? Did he only have a license to produce four stories, or was there plans to do more? Or,
1: um... I, I, look, I, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. Um, from what Jim was saying, he had to get um. <laughs> obviously have to get permission to do it, so it's got to be run past, um, run through King Features. So is that each story? Each story, yeah, that... but, I, I, each story but I don't see that as a, um, I, I see that as just a formality. Um, I mean, when mm. you consider some of the, um, uh, well, no, okay. some, some of the ways that, that, that some of the other people have deviated from, from the, I mean, uh, and not criticising, because I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but um, some of the Dynamite stuff is just way, off center <laughs> um and it, but but it still goes through because um it, it's 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 the phantom and it gets out there into the marketplace makes everyone happy makes everyone money you know?
2: um, yeah but there was a moonstone story that got rejected
1: yeah yeah which um was that that was the, the is that the one that's still unpublished
2: yeah oh i think it actually got rejected it was by um lou manor at the seven circles, or under the seven moon, or, or something like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, he's, he's posted that. It may be. Um, it may be. Uh, let me think. I could have seen it on, on, on Eric's site, maybe. I think. Yeah, problem.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. Cool. So. Um, anyway, going back, going back to the. So, however, so, however,
1: it yeah. may have been. It may have been rejected for other reasons. Yeah. Yeah. True. yeah. Fair enough.
2: So you don't you don't think there was um, any other stories that was in the pipelines from Fru? Um I,
1: I think I think it just got all, all a bit too hard for Jim at, 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 at that point. Um, um, I was trying to think of, it, of, the, of the year when it came out. It was ninety.
2: Ninety five or
3: ninety
1: six. Well, Byron Byron was ninety six when, when it was first published. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think from that point, because um, um, that was around about the same time as the as the the, the big comics implosion. I think around then. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, sure, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think it I think it just got harder for everyone from 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 that point, um, because I mean you've got to remember too that um, uh, producing your own comic as opposed to to, to buying the reprints from, um, you know, from the dailies or Sundays or from Egmont, um, there's it, a huge difference in cost there as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and uh, and I think from that point on too, you'll also notice that um, uh, he started drawing his own covers. Um, yeah, things around. Oh, them, true, true, yeah. yeah. To, to save a bit of money, you know, all of that.
0: Yep. All right, so um, you we talked briefly about your CG covers uh, earlier on. How how did you come to do the CG covers? Without just experimentation, and you thought it. Look pretty cool, or
1: oh, it's just something I'd always wanted to do. I, I've been working on a um, it, it was a, a this giant mainframe thing called a a Quantel paint box, which um was around in the uh it was around in the eighties uh, as, as a as a video um, uh, retouching tool, I guess. When you used to see some of the very early uh, computer um, computer generated uh, animations for, for for uh, rock clips back then, a lot of was was uh, done on a a quantile paint box. They 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 bring in the footage, they they digitise the footage, they the bring it in frame by frame, and some some poor guy poor guys, because used <laughs> to take weeks and weeks and weeks, would sit down there and and you know draw things in by hand. Um, mm. well. I'm just, I've just got visions of money for nothing by um yeah, so I, I think they the, used to I think they used a paintbox on that. Um, and it, it's it's like really, really labour intensive work obviously, but they developed then um, I mean the video paint box was I mean when you're dealing with video you're dealing with seventy two DPI. Yeah. We, we all know what DPI is, yep.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yep. yep.
1: And um and then they did a, a graphic version of it for print, which had to go up to uh, at least three hundred DPI. So yep. it had this this machine had a lot of crunch, but it it cost I think there are only two in Australia and it cost something like Eight hundred thousand dollars or something oh, like whew. that. Yeah, and this is like pre, well, yeah, pre Mac. Um, That's think, insane. Yeah, and um, they they needed artists to work on them, and I, I got um, I had a, a, a when I was working this big collective of um, of, uh, of artists that I talked about before. I had an agent back then, and um, she. Um, yeah, got me an interview with these people, and I jumped on this thing, and it was it was amazing. You're working on a, it was like a Wacom tablet, but back in those days it wasn't wireless. So it had this little spiral cord coming out the end, like a like a telephone cord, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, I was allowed to, to play around with it after hours if I wanted to do some of my own work. Uh, not a problem. I, I just um, yeah, just sit there and, and, and uh, with the with the Phantom Cover for example, I got a. A model uh, to come in was a, a friend of a friend who was some young French guy who was visiting, and he posed. Um, he just had a, like a pair of briefs on, and then I had to dress him, literally, uh, on, the, on the paint box. <laughs> <laughs> I had to shave all the, all the hair off his chest. I had to, I had to shave his, his hair, because he, he had hair, and I had to break his nose make him look like the Phantom's nose. And then then paint the costume on and put wrinkles in, in you know, elbows and knees and, and and things like that. You know, put paint paint the the stripes on and, and create the um you know, the belt and the holsters from, from nowhere. And um and light it and the background is a combination of um I think the a lot of people don't notice this. The tree right immediately behind him is is from the whispering grave, it's got two eyes and a and a mouth in there. Um <laughs> Uh, It's not very obvious, but that's from... uh, They're the trees around the art gallery in in Sydney. The um, the Skull Cave was a a plastic model kit, which I I, just extended. Uh, The the, the Phantom's Head peak in the background is... is Yeah, the Glass House Mountains on the far north New South Wales coast, so that's been photographed and then, then... re and rearranged to to form the Phantom's face, and the in the field going out up to to that background is a, a field of pineapples from um in Queensland somewhere. Oh wow! So yeah, oh. just all those bits and pieces, and, and you just um you know you just grab it, manipulate it, and, and turn it into what you want. But it takes takes ages, you know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's really cool. So the um the the favourite Glen Ford cover, I think of mine still the Phantom Goes to War C G One. That thing I really like that. Do you have a personal favourite of any of the covers you've got you've
1: done? Oh, um No no not not, not really. Uh, look I mean some of them I'm happy with and some of them I'm 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 not, you know? It, yes yeah. um I um and, and you know, there's no excuses. I, I I used to I used to say that i oh, you know I had to do the one overnight and blah, blah blah but that's that's no excuse. You you, you Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. That's, that's, that's I guess, my big problem. Uh, and, and this isn't like false modesty or anything like that. I'm, I, just, I just don't have that consistency that a lot of the um, professionals do. Mm-hmm. And if I did it more often, uh, I I think, well, I hope that I probably would be a bit more consistent. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's hard for comic artists here in this country anyway, I think, because I don't know of anyone that can do it um, uh, for a living, make a good living out of it. You can in yeah. America. You've got to be fast, mm. and you've got to be adaptable, but you, you can make a good living with it over there. But there's there's, yeah, there's not much happening here. No. Well, how long did it take you to um to create the the layers uh, cover the one that's out today the, the Christmas special? Oh, that didn't take long. It was a um, it was actually at the front page was a commission um, about a year ago, and it was done it was flipped over. It's in reverse, so um. Uh, I just showed it to Dudley because I coloured it up and, and thought that it might make a nice poster or, or, or a, a single, just a front page cover. And uh, Dudley said, no, 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 we'd like to put it on the Christmas special, but it needs to be um, a double page spread. So I f- flipped it over and added the, the rest of the brick wall um, onto the back, which you, you, you can't see a lot of because those the, the little um, story inserts have gone over the top of that. Uh, but to colour that, um, it takes like... Less than a day, it takes half a day, three quarters of a day, I guess, at the most, to do the inking, pencilling inking, probably to do all of that a good full day, maybe two. Mm. Yeah, uninterrupted.
2: Cool. So, is there, um, so are we, are we going to see you do more covers?
1: Look, I, I, I think so. Um, there's, as, as we all know, uh, big changes at Fru, mm-hmm. um, yep. which we can talk about later. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, uh, I've done Dudley wanted to uh, get me to do some posters I did oh, one wow. which which he liked but I don't think well, let me say it's quite possible that Fru won't continue with their, their poster license which oh is really? A shame. Yeah, it's a shame because I think
2: they were doing some nice posters, nice good quality well, posters. I, I, to be honest, when I, this is just my opinion, and I've said it on the podcast before, but when I first got them, I thought, oh, they aren't the best, color, uh, the best choices for the posters. But then when I saw them at the, um, the Leaf Fork dinner when they donated a set, yeah, um, yeah. I was very very impressed with them so much so that I actually got a set for my birthday just recently. Yeah, when, um, when you
1: this, actually see them in the flesh, that they, they, I think they really work.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's a, yeah, it's a little bit of a bummer. Well, hopefully, you know, hopefully, Dudley uh, changes his mind. Um,
1: yeah, look, there, there's a this this idea I had for the poster at the moment is um, is uh, mocked up as the cover for the 80th anniversary issue in um, <laughs> February. Ooh. But that, but that so may not happen. <laughs> That may not happen. So, yeah. yeah. Are, are you
2: allowed to tell us anything about the RDF anniversary, or was that an after-podcast chat?
3: He is,
1: but he'd have to shoot say. us if he does. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, now, look, I, 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 how can I? Uh, They're uh, King, King features when I make a big thing of it. Um, they've oh, designed cool. a. Um, a, a logo. In fact, that's another story which I'll tell you later on too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to later on. <laughs> yeah. like um, All right. <laughs> essentially, any new product that, that comes out in 2016 will um, probably have this logo on it. So they want to make the whole year a celebration. Oh, um, that's pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, cool. And what they want to do for the, um, I don't know if I should say this or not. Uh, look, I will. Um, what the plan was uh, from the licensing agent in Melbourne uh, was to uh, donate some merchandise as prizes to Fru to give away in the um, in the 80th anniversary special. It'll be another big, yeah, with 300 odd page. Uh, they Ooh. used to be ten dollars, whatever, whatever. What are they now? They're, they're a lot more than that, aren't they? Oh, thirteen, thirteen, 13 bucks, four, I think. Yeah, it'll yeah. be. It, from the looks of it, it'll be one of those things. Oh, okay. Wow, that's that's pretty cool. And there may yeah, be something is. extra in there as well. So, so. <laughs> we, you know, a, <laughs> not a replica, I hope. <laughs> no, I, no, no, That's 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 for the that's for the, the um. Yeah, the, the, the first oh, sp- 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 yeah, first special off the of the ranks. Oh, very um, interesting. Yeah. Um, what else can I tell you? Um, you all know about the coins being done by the Perth Company.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah. Even they um, don't, even, even um, half of them didn't know about it. We actually um, emailed them and asked them, and um, they were just like, "How do you know about it? No one's supposed to know about that. How do you know about it?" And, um, <laughs> we, we told them the link. They're like, "Oh, you're not allowed to say anything. It's still supposed to be hush hush." <laughs>
1: Oh, I think a few people know about it now yeah. um there's also some stamps coming out too which i oh gonna, wow, really really? tell you I was uh, wondering about that yeah and and, and look uh, again I'll, I'll go into it later but I, I put in i submitted some um designs but um king Features want to use their um their style guide art which okay. is um which is uh, this style guide art you'd be familiar with it's, it's the art that's used on the freaky friday t-shirts Mm-hmm. Also, the Swedish T-shirts, also used on the um, Entertainment store T-shirts. Um, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. The background. Remember the the, the hot the uh, Hot Wheels car that came out I like, think, last year. Yep. Yeah. yeah that, that's all from the style Guide. So it's stuff which everyone's seen before, which is a bit of a shame. But yeah. Anyway, at least it's a stamp. Yeah.
2: At least we're getting something. Yes. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's so the that... um. You'll get those from Australia Post um, in February, apparently. Oh, cool! Memory. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Um, Good on and there's Post. also there's Hermes, Hermes news which I can um, tell you later on. <laughs> okay. Oh, <Yeah. Cool. laughs> interesting. <laughs> um, what more can I say about that? Well, you, you've all seen the um, the Aussie covers. Uh, next issue. Does anyone know Chewy or W. Chew Chen at all? No,
0: like I
1: said, uh, He's a he's an artist who. He's Sydney guy, uh, works in at Kino Kanea, if you know the bookshop. Yep. Um, he's like the their comic consultant. Um, he did storyboards for Superman when they filmed it over here for the um Oh wow. Uh, what was the last one called Superman Returns? So, still,
0: no, the the one they filmed no, in I, Australia was Returns.
1: Return, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, and what I won't do, but can't show this to anyone, is um <laughs> I'll send you over the rust for those as well, so you can have a look at them.
2: So this is for the next
1: next cover of Herms? Yeah, this, this is for the last issue, which is issue six, I think, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Mm. yeah. So that's a that's probably a good segue. Um, how is the comic series going with Herms? Is that is it been a success? Are they likely to get a second series? Yeah, yeah. Look,
1: I believe so. Um, I know that not all of them, but, but um, most of the... the I think the main issue, and, and maybe one or two of the variants of issue one, have, have sold out, mm.
0: um,
1: which is good. Um, uh, but he put the, he also put the, I mean, originally he was going to print about, I think, somewhere between ten and twelve thousand, something like that. But with with um, the introduction of the, the different variants into Australia and New Zealand, um, he took it up to twenty. So it, it's a, it's a you know good healthy print run. Yeah. Mm. Um, there will be a second series. Ooh, uh, Ooh. heard it here Ooh. first, folks. <laughs> but but I there's, there's other things I can tell you about that too, but I'll get to tell you later. So. Okay. So is it
2: um, is it going to be the same creative team or a different creative uh, team? I can't tell you that yet. While we're on the topic of US comments, um, Dynamite, were you now? I, I'm I'm assuming you said before that you um uh that you follow and collect all of the US stuff like Moonstone and Dynamite yep. and stuff. Yeah. um without saying too much that may likely incriminate you um <laughs> <laughs> what are your general thoughts on that from like an artist's point of view but also from a fan's point of view I
1: mean for, from an artist point of view I, I think I think there's some great stuff there you know um I I unlike a lot of people I know this is another guy that polarized um uh, you know the the, the the true fan you know with the P-H-A-N um, spelling. <laughs> um, uh, Mark Laming who did the art for the King's Watch series um, mm. really really oh, loved cool. his stuff right. I like yeah. that one um, there, there, there's one especially there's a full page I think which issue a full page spread where he's got the three of them the three defenders of the earth um, all standing um, together which, which
0: I think that's the second last one I think
1: yeah but you, you know the ones that's got I think Phantom of yeah. the and there's Mandrake and Flashcourt on either side I mean that, that, that's a piece of original art that I just love to own
2: yeah, um, he didn't do original art, I don't think. From memory, I think I remember listening to an interview where he did it all on the computer.
1: Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, mm. but I mean, most of them do it like yeah. that these days. Yeah. Mm. Um, I like um, uh, some of the variant covers that uh, have happened for um, the last series. Some of those have been nice too. Yeah. What, the
2: legendary or the, um, the, uh, the, the local the king. one? The king. The, the king, yeah. Oh, the king. Yeah.
3: I picked up a nice variant the other day, now that you mention it. it was, I was surprised it was in my little there at the comic shop.
0: Which one was it? Which um,
3: one? It? I can't remember. <laughs> 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 Must have been good. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know who the... Like, I don't know the names, but it, it kind of looks... It, it's the it's the Virgin cover. It's got no writing on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um... Yeah, I thought... Uh, there's I thought, a, there's I, I, a few of them, one, there. Yeah.
0: Might, yeah, um, it was either issue one or issue two. Yeah. Ah, okay. So what did you think of um, Legendary, the steampunk version
1: of the Phantom? Uh, look, I mean, it was an interesting idea, but, um... um I mean, I, I, I read it and, and enjoyed it as a story, I guess, but, but uh, you know, it's just nothing to do with, um... Nothing to do with the, 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 the Phantom, um... Uh, and you know, I'm a fan of some of the other characters in there too. It's good to see, you know, Green Hornet, um, you know, get a Guernsey and <laughs> all of that. But um, uh, uh, again, some of the um, some of the variant covers on that series were, were really lovely. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know if you saw the, uh, I think it was Ale Garcia is the is the artist, but um, the covers that were done for the it was a, a retailer incentive um, variant uh, comics cards and collectibles. Um, they're at a, like an American retailer, and they, uh, I think I think uh, the, the scheme that Dynamite has is if if you commit to buying 500, you can um, use your own cover with your logo up up, up top. And um, these guys got this particular artist to draw. Um, uh, to draw these, uh, I think it was issue four, which was a Phantom issue, and issue seven, where the Phantom features in the story mm. as well. And, and um, yeah, those, those two covers are really nice. Yeah, is that the one where he's in the water with that other chick? Yeah, that's the one. That's yeah.
2: The one. yeah, yeah, yeah. So are uh, Dynamite doing anything more? Or
1: not? Not you, that I not, not that I know of. No, I, I, I think. Um, from what I understand, from what I've heard, uh, the whole thing with Hermes and Dynamite was was essentially um, King Features' left hand not knowing what the right hand was doing. Um, oh, okay. Uh, I think that's all it was. I, I think Dynamite would, were dealing with one person, the King, and Hermes were dealing with another person. Um, Sounds
0: similar to what happened with um, Dynamite and Moonstone.
1: Yeah. No one seems yeah. to knew what was going on. Yeah. Um, but but now that um, you know, uh, Hermes have, have committed to a, a long term license, I think that's that's going to be it for dynamite. Mm. I would say. Oh. Did, did you it have? It's a shame because what was supposed to happen was after the, this latest series finished with the five different characters, um, there was going to be a one either a one big issue or a, or a, 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 a series to tie it all, to, all together, and all of them would meet. But that's mm. not going to happen now.
0: Oh, that's a shame. Oh, because we were actually looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, did you have anything to do with Dynamite's books, or Dynamite? You, did, no. Yeah. No. No. I no. oh, just just wondered if they might have, because uh, obviously, um, with Hermes contacting you and stuff. But was that? Did they contact you before they did the Australian um
1: variants, or just look? Just I, I I tried with Dynamite. Um, really really hard people to communicate with i, I tried yeah, i've the, noticed that <laughs> close, close to a year to, to get to do a um a cover for um this whole retailers incentive thing um which which other people have done over there i, I wanted um uh, i mean renee would have done it um, i'm sure other retailers would have done it here as well where they commit themselves to 500 and, and i get to draw the cover it'd be fantastic but but they they don't even answer. They don't you leave messages. Um, you, you speak you trick them and give them through the, re, the receptionist and, and talk to them. and say yep, no problem. They just never ring back. They don't return your call. Crazy. Oh.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I've, I've contacted them a couple of times over the years trying to get you know even basic information like when the last phantom happened and then we heard nothing. You know just you know is is another series going to happen? Things like that and yet yeah, never. Yeah, hear uh, yeah. a thing. Even just posting on their forums and stuff. No. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that it really, it's, and you know, it's just a sign of courtesy at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not would Go away. Would would be better than nothing. you know? mm. exactly. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, anyway. So, um, oh, sorry. No, you go on. Oh, I was just going to say. Um. So we've been talking about your comics work a lot, but. The other thing a lot of Australian fans, of course, would know you for is all the Phantom licensed merchandise that you've been involved oh, with. Yes. So, <laughs> how did you get involved in that? Did you just happen to, because of your work with Fru, you sort of were the Phantom artist that all the companies would go to, or how a, a,
1: that... a, a bit of that? Yeah, um, um, people would um, sometimes ring Jim and say, um, uh, "We want to do this Phantom product. Uh, can we use one of your artists?" and um... Um, and if the other guys could not do it, I would
0: <laughs> fair enough
1: um uh, some had the um the the, uh, the the foresight to look at the because I think back then in the fruit um the fruit comics I was getting a credit i th- I forget what i was i think it was a oh, i could have been an art director or i don't know something something like the cover artist i think I was called on the um the inside front page there and mm-hmm. some of them would could just find me from there yeah you
0: know? yeah
1: um uh, some of them were initiated by uh, myself and the Phantom. The Phantom Zone. We we took out a few licenses our, ourselves. Um, the first trading card series was uh, one that the Phantom Zone had the license for. If, if you if you look at the back of the card pack, you'll see the mm-hmm. the logo there. But that was about the same time that um, Dynamic um, set up and what they did. They they um, the boss of Dynamic was a lady that used to. Uh, she worked for Flair, which is a big trading card company in the States. They do a lot of sports cards, and she she came over here to live. She met, met an Australian and got a job at Dynamic and and um, uh, asked about a Phantom license because she noticed that, that that was the best-selling comic in the country. Um, and said, "No, someone else has already got that." So she came to see me, and we we did that together. So they they um they provided all of the infrastructure, which was great because they had people there that that um. Yeah, knew how to put a, a trading card series together, and all I had to do was just just draw the thing, or get other people to to draw things and and, um, and supply it to them. But um, what what happened? There was a uh, an agent back then, the the uh, King Features agent was a was a funny sort of guy. He had he had King Features, he had Marvel, he had DC, uh, you know, <laughs> which, which you could say there's a conflict of interest there, but it, yeah. didn't bother him. Um, and I think I think we paid. Something like fifteen hundred dollars off the top of my head for the advanced royalties on the first trading card series and it did really, really well. They did they produced five thousand boxes that sold out. Wow. Um and made uh, King something like um two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in royalties so that they were really happy. Oh, so wow. all of a sudden this, this agent turns up and so says, I'm sorry, but we're taking the licence from you now and we're giving it to Dynamic and we'll put it up to fifteen thousand oh. dollars. <laughs> Jeez. So that's, yeah, so that's, yeah, Dynamic got it from them, still retained me to do it, but it was then their licence, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so there was that, then there was the the, the gallery series as well. Yep. Um, and some more news there when we uh, talk later as well. Okay.
2: So, so ha- has the complete stories for those two stories, and also the phone cards, have they been completed? Is it just waiting for someone to...
1: Yeah, it's just waiting for someone. Okay.
0: Cool. Maybe, maybe uh, we'll have to maybe we'll have to start a few Kickstarter campaigns or something. Now yeah you yeah, talking. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah.
2: Cause I I'm I'm assuming you probably get this question a million times, like, Hey, when are we going to get a new training card series or or anything like that? Um, well, uh, at, I remember at, at, at the a,
1: at the end of the day it, it it's it's just time. That's all it is, you know. Yeah. 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 So, it, is there still interest for trading cards? I think there's a. Well, they're still out there. They, they don't. They don't sell anywhere near what they um what they used to sell. I mean, they're, they're a bit like that. The, the whole the whole comic thing. I remember with um, with the comic boom back of the fandom zone, we, we would have something like six hundred and seventy new like uh, monthly titles on the shelf every month. Oh, and when wow. when when it when it um, when it died. It got down to something like I think it was 227. So that, that's that's the the difference. Mm. Um, and a similar mm. thing happened to trading cards around about the same time. I mean, kids were coming in and just buying boxes, and then um, they take them away and they come back six months later. There's, everything's still sealed, and they want to sell them back to you for ten <laughs> times what they bought them for, and it just didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're being bought, I guess, by the by the wrong person. They Speculator. By the, yeah, they weren't being bought by the fan. Mm. You know, there's still cards being produced both sport and non-sport. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of the, non, the non-sport ones are... Um, yeah, you're TV popular. shows and stuff. Yeah, TV shows, pop, yeah. pop culture um, phenomena. Um, but uh, I think there's probably... Um, and I haven't thought about it too much, but I, I think there's probably enough of an interest with the Phantom fans to see one or both of those stories finished. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I know... Um, Marvel still, and probably DC as well, but I know Marvel still release, uh, like, uh, in the 90s, they did, like, a Marvel gallery where they had different artists doing yep. different yep. characters, and they yep. seem to be still releasing those, so maybe a, a second fandom gallery series would take off. I don't know. I don't know well, see,
1: the, 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 the nice thing about that, because I thought about this too, um, <laughs> is that um, since, since then... Um, there's been a lot of phantom things happening. There's, there's, been, yeah. there's been Moonstone, there's been Dynamite, there's been Hermes, um, um, plus a few other uh, international uh, phantom publications. You could put a, a gallery trading card series together now, these days, and all the artists will have drawn the phantom at some stage in their mm. life. Mm-hmm. And that's the nice thing about it. You know, yeah. So it, it would be a series of, of, of phantom artists.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well, that'd um, be really cool. And then you could have all your subsets and stuff. and Yeah, yeah. You know, Australian artist, subset. Phantom fan subset. Have me and Lindsay do it. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, I'll get back to you on that one.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, that'd be really cool if it happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. As I said, it's all. It's really just time, and, and you know, nowhere near the quantities that, that were done back then. But um, yeah, um, yeah. It, 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 if you're careful about it, it, it works. So all, all that kind of stuff now uh, would get get done in um, in China. Uh, mm. Unfortunately, but, but that's that's the you know that's yeah. the way of the world these days. Yeah, yeah.
0: So um, d- during that time when when those cards were, well, actually a little bit after those cards were coming out around the mid '90s, you were heavily involved with um Phantom's Vault, which released a lot of merch, which as we know sort of disappeared for a while, but now has recently come back. Yeah. Are you yeah. still involved with Phantom's Vault?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I'm kind of um. um what would I say? I am. I'm kind of like Renee's art director. If you need something um, uh, created, drawn, or, or, or um, uh, even concept stuff, you it, will usually come to me, and um, um, uh, I'll put it together. Um, there's um, look, the other thing while we're while we're on it is I've just taken out a um, which will be announced soon. I've just taken out a license myself to do a few things. So nice. um, cool. would that be through Fan's fault? No, that's, it's me. It's called um, Fanfare, with a PH. Oh, cool. <laughs> and I've nice. got th- this. Uh, I hope to have the first okay. product out by February to be included in a um, in an ad in the, the 80th anniversary uh, Fru special. Oh, cool. So, um, yeah, there's a few things. Uh, just, just stuff that nice. I've, I've always wanted to do, but but no one's ever come along and asked me to do it, so I'm just, <laughs> just going to do it myself, you know. <laughs> well, actually... <laughs> One, one of the questions one
0: of the questions I wanted to ask you was something you told me, and I honestly cannot remember if it was at one of the Lee Fork dinners or one of the supernovas that I'm, at conventions that I met you at, but you did mention a while ago, and by a while it might be, you know, five, ten years, that you were looking into doing a Phantom cartoon series, you know, along the lines of Phantom 2040, that sort of thing, but obviously the current Phantom, the 21st. Did anything ever happen with that? Is it still uh, happening? Oh,
1: look, it, it, came, it came really, really close. Um, some... some... Some work was done some um, uh did some turnarounds they went into uh wireframes for a couple of characters um uh, there was a phantom um, modeled not not um, wasn't finished um there were some storyboards and there were some scripts um there was an animation company up in uh brisbane really keen to do it but at, at the end of the day nobody wanted to, to commit the the funding That's a, that's what it boiled down to. Uh, so, what
2: was the story about and stuff? Um,
1: Ooh. set in the set in the future. It was basically, I mean, the idea and, and whether this was practical or not, we, we we never you know sat down to nut this out. But, um, it was set in the future, uh, way way in the future, where whoever the the then Phantom would be has access to all of the different timelines and. Each episode was going to be a story from a particular Phantom somewhere in in time. Um, well, that would work. And yeah, with wow. with that, um, it was going to be done different styles as well. So, well, I mean, not it was going to be done initially in three D, um, but it was thought that um, I mean, for an example, what's a good example? Something like um, uh, something like a sixties adventure might be given to a two D company in malaysia or something like that they oh, yeah. do it in 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 2d and you'd have a you'd have bookends with with the with the 3d uh futuristic character
3: oh um, wow yeah that would
1: have been well, great. as if he's going
3: through the chronicles or something is that the, well, the is that,
1: that the idea not, yeah except the chronicles um then you know from, from, yeah, 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 yeah So yeah. it'd be
0: almost like the Phantom meets doctor who
1: covered by horrible histories pretty that'd, much oh that'd be <laughs> great that'd be brilliant
3: um, Investors get on board.
1: Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, but it it never. And and both um, the the people that I uh, work for, the the, um, uh, aristocrat paper machine company, they they were interested in in getting behind it because the the boss there, my boss there, is a big, big phantom nut. And he would have loved to have seen something like this happen. And the people in Brisbane with the animation studio, um, uh, they did. I designed a. Uh, well, you know, I did the, I designed the, the Phantom poker machine for him. Well, after that, I did a Superman one. And if ever, if ever you see it, there's a, um, a little animated sequence of Superman flying around Metropolis, looking for Lex Luthor and trying to find his, his hidden loot and all of that. They did the animation for that, and and we all got along well and told about the Phantom, and they all said, great, let's do it. So everyone was keen, but but they just couldn't work out the, the the mechanics of it all you know uh if we do this uh if we do this much how then do we get it screened and how do we make money from it so that we can then put that money into the and sell so it and sell so it yeah, yeah. Mm. it all got too hard
0: do, do you think there's a chance it'll ever happen
1: or
2: um or is it a fanfare production <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: um yeah look look it, 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 it may it may mm-hmm. cool nice. It'd be nice to see
0: something that's not. Uh, how, do, how do I say this? It'd, it'd be nice to see something that's not mainstream. Comics are out, like because you know everyone knows Marvel and DC now. But to see the, a different character would be would be really cool. Mm.
1: Yeah, and and plus the different the different variations, the different takes on him, and and there would have been a an underlying story um, running through all of it, which would yeah. have been um, uh, you know all tidied up at the end, of course.
0: Oh, just imagine the, the merchandise sales. I mean, you've got at least twenty-one different Phantom action figures right there. <laughs> at least. <laughs> but if it's in the future, we're looking at at least what thirty or so. Yeah. <laughs> and then the well, villains. Um, oh, it would be great.
2: <laughs> some of my some of my most favourite memories are the twenty forty and Defenders of the Earth. Oh yeah. You know, of the fans. Yeah, you know, I remember watching them as a kid. You know, like remember it was on holidays, and it was like, you know, like, you go to the beach, and it's like, oh, quick, we've got to go back in time to watch 2040. It's, it's on, you know, the Disney Channel or whatever, and, you, you know, quickly go home, and you watch it, and, we, you know, you go and watch it, and then you, you know, you duck out and play footy or cricket again. Mm. Yeah,
0: right. yeah, yeah. I was
2: in the
3: bush. We never got 2040. we <laughs> <laughs> no, Defenders of the
0: Earth, though. I only ever saw the odd episode of 2040, because it was on Prime, and Prime was never good reception at my place. When I was growing up,
1: the, the, guy, um, that, the guy that designed um, 2040 is uh, the animation director, a guy called Peter Chung.
0: Yeah, he did Aeon Flux, isn't he? Yeah. Uh,
1: have you seen that? Yes, I yeah. have. Yeah. And he also did uh, a, quite an amazing sequence in the Animatrix, which was the Matrix oh, animated yes. movie.
0: Yes, he did too. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, with the. Because like we've been discussing over the last couple of episodes of the podcast, there's been a lot of Phantom merchandise um, coming out recently. Uh, you've said yourself you've got your own thing going on, but do, do companies still approach you, or was I think the last thing I remember, and I'm probably completely wrong, that um, you that you may have done was um, the Icon
1: collectible statues. Is that the last non? Uh, uh, I, I no, I didn't do the Icon statues. Oh, you didn't? Um, was it,
2: Bradford um, Exchange, huh?
1: Yeah, I, I still do. Um, I, I do work for for, for for Bradford still. In fact, I've just done. Um, oh, what can I say? They're, they're really nice people. I've, I've got. There's a couple of guys that. Are, that are, well, only one now. The, the other guy was a guy called. Um, um, have you? Has anyone seen probably at the, at the conventions the Australian zombie comics?
0: Yes yes,
1: yes. yes. So his name's Sorab Del Rio, and he he was one of the guys that I was dealing with. At, um, at Bradford, but he's now left and, and um, doing something else, and getting getting stuck into into his Yeah, I think he did a little Zori, uh, Zorro uh, mini series. Yeah, well. I really
2: enjoyed the Zorro. Don't know what yeah. happened to
1: that. Um, but the other guy there, James, um, is is uh, um, the guy that I deal with. But but the, the only problem I have with, um, and it's not their fault. It's a it's a company mandate because they're, they're owned by a big American company. Is that they they have to. Try and make as much money as possible out of these things. Obviously, it, it, it's a, mm. that's that's free <laughs> business. Um, so they'll reuse things like um, Doug Clawba's artwork. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I love Doug Kloaba's artwork. It, I think it's just gorgeous. But but you you just can't throw it on everything. It, it, it you know, when I when I, when I see it, 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 it almost
2: on... um, it almost cheapens his art having it on every yeah, single thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and look, they treat him well. I, I saw something on one of the Facebook posts where someone assumed that that uh, Doug Clive got no royalties from Bafet Exchange. It's not true; they they pay him handsomely for, for royalties. Um, mm-hmm. But but you know it's just it's just everywhere. It, it, it kind of it's almost insulting to the to the customer, I think sometimes.
0: Yeah, well I remember when they released their last lot of stuff. You know, between the three of us, we were discussing. You know, the the stuff was nice, but. It, it was like I think the third or fourth time they'd used Doug's art, yeah. and we're like, yeah, we really need to start seeing something something else.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I've just been asked to do a um, uh, they want to do another big big print. Uh, oh, so okay, I'm, do- cool. I'm doing something new, um, but I've got no idea what they're going to going to charge for it. So I'm, I'm, yeah.
0: Well, that's actually an interesting point because you said earlier that you know they, they have to make as much money as, as they can because of the parent company. One of the things we've, I suppose, not so much a, a complaint, but one of the things we've always mentioned about Bradford stuff is just how expensive it is. Yeah. Do, yeah. Are they aiming at a particular top end market, or do they just have to sell it? Yeah. Of yeah the well, they, private... they've been
1: they've been very successful with it. I mean, m- mainly in America, but um, yeah. um, I mean, what they do are the uh, like the Elvis, Marilyn Monroe, Beatles type collectibles.
0: Yeah.
1: Which which is a which is a broader market, um, and they try to make it. Unique somehow, um, and, and 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 just put a huge markup on it. Uh, mm. They do they do it here. The Australian company does the same thing here, but they also use things like um, I think Holden is, is one of their, their um, big properties, and and Ned Kelly is another one.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Ned Kelly is good for them because they don't pay any royalties. <laughs> it <there>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so it's yeah, it's just the way the company runs. Yeah, um, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, they're putting out. Um, I've just done some artwork for. Uh, these are quite nice, actually. They're, they're coins. They're not like those medallions that that uh, I did the artwork for. That they were just like um, decals on 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 metal. These things are actually been. They have a. Uh, they've been carved, so the illustrations have have a 3D carved quality to them. Oh, nice. And then they pick out the the main characters. And print colour with these little inkjets, which follow the, the, the curves of the sculpture. So it's quite quite delicate and detailed, and and they're made to look like um, Bengala coins, right? So oh, there's wow. like a, a yeah. coat of arms on the back and that sort of thing. So I've done a a set of ten, I think it is. Um, and they'll be out pretty soon, and then there's a, they've done a dog tag, like an army dog tag with the thing <laughs> on it, and sure. then I think and then the, the the print that I'm doing will come out after that. Nice. So this will all be for the 80th, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, well, the coins at least. They're having trouble with the um, with the dog tag, just getting that. The, they've gone through about five or six different sculpts and, and, and it's getting done in China, and they just can't quite get it. Um, okay. the, it's a, the it's a, it's a classic pose of the fanny with his arms folded in front of the um, like the jungle skyline, mm. but because mm. there's heavy shadows on his face and his arms. They're debossing it, so there's, they're sinking the shadow below the surface of the rest of it, and it looks weird. If oh, that makes okay. sense, it's like yeah. like, a, like the shadows are sunken. Yep, no,
0: no, yeah. I know what you mean.
1: Yeah. Oh well, I've got to start saving some money then. By the sounds of it. Yeah, I might <laughs> like to
2: get a second job. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and what I've got coming up first first up will be some. I'm doing some jigsaw puzzles. Oh, cool. oh, nice! Um, and the first two will be the uh, you know the Siberi wedding poster that he did back in the oh yeah eighties. Oh, think, cool.
2: 80s. We were just um I was talking with another fan about if what other um uh, like where else that poster has been used because um yeah it's quite nice.
1: And the second <laughs> one will be the um the what we talked about for the one thousandth uh, computer cover will be the oh, second pixel. Cool. Nice. Um, and then there's a um. A glow on the dark poster, something I've always wanted to do. Oh,
0: cool! <laughs> <laughs>
1: but do you remember that? I forget the issue number, but it, 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 on the cover it's Mister Walker with his his fist in front of him, and there's all these these um, you know cartoon power lines behind him with you know. Is that the
2: mob or something? The mob
1: of a thousand and one. It could be, yeah. Thousand but you know how you had to swearing in comics. A thousand and four, they, yeah. Yeah they, yeah, they use all the different pronunciation marks for the for the swearing. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's that one. Except I've, I I couldn't do Mr. Walker because no one wants to buy a Mr. Walker poster as much as I want to buy a Phantom poster. So they put I put the fandom head in there, and all of the the little the little swear words behind him are all um, in glow in the dark. Uh, oh, the that's area. cool. Oh, <laughs> so I'm hoping I'm, to get that in, into, um, into um the 80th anniversary special for Frew. That's
0: it's really cool. cool. That's the plan. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. That's great. I yep.
1: think I'll probably be buying at least a couple
2: of those. A couple of those. You know, one bit. to keep them in, and then one to, um, you know. To one
0: actually to read.
2: Use, yep. Yeah, and to use the poster. <laughs> <laughs> <I
0: don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I, I'm really looking forward to that, actually. Glow dark <laughs> poster. Yeah. I'll <laughs> yeah, well, well, email it it those so you can, like you can have a look at them. Right here. Yeah. Nice.
2: Reminds me of the old glow zones.
0: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. It's on the in. ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Just have the fans' fists coming down you as you're trying to sleep. <laughs> Go to sleep.
0: Wow, <laughs> that'll put me boys down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can use it for your kids'
0: Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so one, one other question I wanted to um to ask you, Glenn. Yeah. Um, at at conventions and stuff, you've always said. You know, if people ask you to sign something, you've always said, I'll sign anything. Do you know there's an in joke amongst fandom fans that stuff's worth more if you haven't signed it?
1: I am fully aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you something, I might have even started it. <laughs> you probably did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably did. Uh, so you've got the rare unsigned version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's
0: well. good. You're very generous with your, um, with your signing of stuff. Oh yeah, so. it's,
1: it's all it's all it's all good fun. You know, I'm I'm you know I'm happy to be there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's that simple.
3: So did... <laughs> have you signed stuff that hasn't been yours?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, some
1: I'll tell them. i so this isn't mine, so I can just sign it anyway. Oh, all right. Yeah,
0: I got all one right. of those. Um, oh, what's it called? Phantom kits that I think the Indian comics did, where it came in a pack <coughs> with four yeah. comics and the, a and mask the little, and... The,
1: sti- the little stand-up things. Yeah, and they're, they're
0: yeah, signed yeah. that for me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I d- hadn't bought anything else fan, and by the time I got to his booth, so I just went there. You go, and he goes, right? I'll sign it. <laughs> that'll, that'll <work.
3: laughs>
0: oh, that's good stuff. So, um, are you? Have you been to conventions lately? I'm, I'm not sure if I didn't go to Supernova this year. I don't.
1: Uh, like I when did I? I think the last one I went to was the one where I saw you, which was um was last in, year, wasn't it?
0: Uh yeah, last year. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because you. No, s- I, I, yeah, I mean, I used to get asked for them by, by you know, Denny and George and all of that, but back mm. when when the Phantom was more popular, but yeah. um, but not anymore. Yeah.
0: So, have you ever thought of doing either your own booth, or has there ever been talk of having a Phantom booth at any of those conventions?
1: Uh, look, it look, did did a few um, years and years ago, um, um, and it, look, it, it may if I can get enough of enough of my and product up and up. And into the marketplace this year. Um, I'll probably look at it next year for sure. I would say, to mm. um, get a few more covers done. Um, it all depends on on how um, you know how things go with with um, with me and through if, if I will be doing more covers for them or not. So mm.
0: yeah,
1: yeah. See, yeah. Plus plus, there's lots of. I mean, you, you'll see over the next next two or three months, you'll you'll, you'll see a lot of lot of um, this new product that I'm that I'm going to be putting out. I'll, I'll be promoting it, letting you guys know first, of course, so you can you can post it and all, all of that oh and, of course Yeah, you know, of course exclusive on the podcast
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course oh well, that'd be good because
1: um, yeah give, well, give we them
2: the do pop- do um, we do do reviews as well so if you want to slip anything our way we will review it, we'll get it as well <laughs> okay. okay
1: so a review copy is what you're saying yeah yeah <laughs> okay yeah right
0: you know that that's the one with all the cracks and stuff in it Jermaine you do realise that don't you yeah <laughs> Uh, where, where he's just, you know, wrapped the statue or whatever in newspaper and chucked it in the mailboxes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that one.
0: That's the one. Yeah, because it's always struck me as strange that it hasn't been... um. I I don't know you've you've been there. Um, I think the first time I met you was when Cy Barry was here in 96, 95, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and
1: I, I think back then, Fru had a stand there as well.
0: Yeah, so there, there's been a little bit, but, um, you know, it's always sort of struck me that there's not more of a fandom presence being as he is such a big... Pop culture icon in Australia because we've talked um about this previous on the podcast Stephen and I both being teachers um we have kids of all ages who may not necessarily have read the Phantom or might have read one or two comic comics but they all seem to know who he is it's like if you're an Australian just born with this knowledge of who, who the Phantom is so it's always struck me as strange that hasn't been more of a presence at, at Supernova and well I haven't been to um comic fest yet so i don't know about that
1: i i I think and and look i I could be wrong i think there's also maybe a little bit of a bit of snobbery going on there as well um yeah because because the the, the Phantom's generally thought of by by people that read all of the other comics as as your your grandfather's superhero yeah And,
0: and on the other side of that a lot of people that read the fandom think of other superheroes as yeah, you know, not not as good because they've all got powers and the yeah, film doesn't yeah, need powers. Yeah, so yeah, you pro- both ways, yeah. yeah. you're probably very you're probably very correct there. Which is a shame. We should all just we should all just love comics no matter what kind <laughs> yeah, of comic but, they are.
1: Yeah, but, but I mean by the same token I, I don't I don't know too many people that um I mean you're one, I'm one, that, that read um both that read, you know, mainstream comics if you want to call on that and
0: you're true you're correct. There's not a heck of a lot. But, um...
1: I I, I think a lot of it
2: is... uh, I think that's probably got a lot to do with it, because most are not... Most... Like me, I'll read The Phantom, and then i have you know, kind of read a few of the others, but it's mainly just The Phantom.
0: Yeah. And I think it's an accessibility thing, too. Like, unless you're really into comics, you're not going to bother going to the comic shop every week. But, um... It was interesting. There's a comic store opened just up the road from me, about 20 minutes up the road from me, um... Uh, husband and wife team they've been open for eight months or so so they're right at the start of their business in, in Maitland yeah yeah in Maitland it's cool. in uh, Maitland Mall or the Levy as it's called now the, the Levy yeah the Levy um <laughs> okay. but anyway I, I walked in with a Phantom t-shirt on and I got talking to the guy there uh he said oh I'm sorry we we've only really got the Hermes stuff the um the reprints of the Charlton things and I said oh that's all right mate I've I'll have a look, and he goes, yeah, we've been asked by one or two people about the Phantom, but from those people we've talked to that do read it, everyone just buys it from the newsagent. So it seems there are people that will buy the Phantom just from the newsagent, but get their actual comics at an actual comic store. So I think that's kind of interesting that, I suppose, because the newsagent might be easier to get to. I don't know, but...
1: Yeah, Mm and there's there's also... um, There's a bit of a... um, there has been a bit of a resurgence in in, in comics in general, um,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, because of, of uh, over the past uh, maybe eight nine years, because of, of what's happening in, uh, with 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 movies, with the Marvel and DC movies, mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: and I think because of that, there's now um, a, a bit more variety in, in comics in general, where you mm-hmm. are getting um, character stories that are similar in nature to the to the Phantom, where you never got that before. It was quite distinct. Yeah if that makes sense.
0: Yep.
1: Um, you know, the reintroduction of, of um, Dark Horse to it of a lot of um, pulp-style characters, I guess you'd call them.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true, they have to. And even um, uh, Marvel and DC are experimenting with different things. Like, I know Marvel's got a fantasy series, which I don't think they've done for years yeah. and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's
1: true. And things like that. I don't know if you read the Marvel uh, noir series at all.
0: Yeah, I've read the Spider Man one, but I haven't yeah. read any of the others. Yeah,
1: they were, they, were, they were pretty good. Yeah,
0: and they they were after the Phantom Noir, so they obviously just got the idea from there. Yeah, <laughs> I think that <they> <laughs> I, I think exactly. they were after. I could be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. making it up. I'll, I'll check into that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, is there you with your stuff you're doing? Is there anything really that you've always wanted to do that you might have quite got off the ground yet whether it be you know your own phantom series or, or a statue or type of action figure oh, or something.
1: look i mean you know all of that yeah yeah um i've got i've got ideas for my own comics um you know look it just it all gets back to time and it'd be nice mm. to be um you know independently wealthy and just sit down and and, and you know not have to worry about um you know life in general and just just, just (laughs) draw comics all day but it just it doesn't quite work like that No, it's a shame isn't it (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah. I reckon Um, we'll be broke as well if that was the case
1: well that's true
0: (laughs) (laughs) cool Right, well I think that's um, pretty much everything we we had to discuss with you Glenn guys is there anything else you wanted to
1: Ask I'm just trying to think if, if there's any, any other scoops, any, any yeah. other news I can give you. Um, or
2: any other, like, stories, like, you know, like with the movie or anything like that as well. It's always, I know fans like to listen to that type of stuff.
1: Uh, well, the the, the the last attempt at getting the movie off the ground, you all know about, which was, um, as you know, the, the, there's two executive producers, the guys that, that I think they still have the rights. Uh, they have options on the rights, at least. The guys that did the first movie is... Um, there's um, Bruce Sherlock and, and, and Peter Showquist. Um, they were executive producers of, of Crocodile Dundee, both the Crocodile Dundee movies. And um, that's that's how they got the, the reputation in the, in the movie piece. And I used to do a lot of work for Peter. Peter um, and his partner uh, basically staged all of the half-time entertainment for all the big sporting grand finals around the country. Every time you see you know the, the AFL grand final, and there's something big on it at half time. He's the guy that put all that together. And I used to do mm-hmm. work for him um, with with those those functions, those events. And um, when he got the when he got the the, the license to do the movie, um, uh, he gave me a copy that was the first draft of the script. And I had to do a cover for it and a few little illustrations throughout. Uh, and that's what he submitted to um King features. And then then it all it all happened. And um, we've so, sort of kept in touch. So every every time. There's, there, there's interest or there's a bite, uh, he'll, he'll let me know. Um, mm. And with this last one, it was, um, what was the guy's name? The guy, the young guy they're going to get to direct it. Tim um,
0: Boyle? Is yeah. That his
1: name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that was all going to go ahead. Tim had it, um, I think Tim was writing it as well, but it was going to be a, um, uh, how would I explain This is just at the time when uh, Smallville was, was starting to, to I think up to its third season and starting to become quite successful, and all the uh, all the young superheroes were wearing the you know the, the, the hoodies and and oh yeah and that's how we wanted to, to, to treat the Phantom and um, hero was going to be a bike and 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 um, this sort of thing um, so I I, I I mean it all worked um, it would have been a good movie but it wouldn't have been the Phantom and I think what happened was that it, it um, it went back to the to the, the two producers, and they said, "No, this is just gone. This is just straight too far from the path." Yeah. So they're, they're back to square one again.
0: So has there been any sort of rumblings since then? I I haven't heard anything myself, but you're probably more connected than I am. Oh so.
1: uh, no, not the. I mean, it, it, I think with that production, it was, I mean, it, it was never going to happen. They had um, Sam Worthington, I think, because um, he was mates with with Tim Doyle, I think.
0: Oh okay.
1: Uh, and they had him as a possible. Um, uh, if they couldn't get Billy Zane back, uh, as a possible phantom. But 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 from what I understand Billy Zane and I think also Christy Swanson uh had signed a contract for a, a three movie deal.
0: Yeah, yeah they did
1: But but mm-hmm. by the time it happens they, they may both be too old so they'd you know they yeah. they get out of it that way. They'd, Billy Zane can become the father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah that, that's 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 all I know. Well it was yeah. There was that um that
2: tweet from Billy Zane. Was it a couple of months ago or, or something? Yeah, where he said yeah,
0: that yeah. something's going on, but he didn't really specify. Yeah. So it could just be a pipe dream. We don't. But that's the thing. This, you know, these movies can take
1: forever. And he's, he's been to one of the dinner, one or two of the dinners, I think. I don't know if you were there for it. Uh, Bruce Sherlock, he's the other the other producer. Um, he was at the the Cy Barry dinner actually.
0: No, I wasn't at that.
1: One. Yeah, I mean,
2: no, I wasn't at that one either. I think
0: that was before, a little bit before we started to go, like maybe two or three dinners before we, we all started. I, I can't quite recall.
2: I think our first one was the David Gibbons.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: it was. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That was a good night, that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And interesting, the guy that owns that cafe, uh, Dare Jennings, I think he gave a talk that night. Yeah. He um, was one of my very first Phantom clients. He, uh, the very first Phantom client actually. He had the license for Phantom T-shirts in the 70s. Oh, okay. And um, I used to do art for him then, because he's a big, big, um, not just a Phantom up but like a Wilson McCoy. Just loves Wilson McCoy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the T-shirts that he handed out that night. Yeah. Um, but the, then he went on from from doing that from doing T-shirts. He then went on to to um, to found Mambo, and that's 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 um. So he became Ooh. quite famous. So he wow. made a lot of lot of money, became a millionaire, and sold it.
0: Actually, um, speaking speaking of manbo, um, Reg Bassa and a couple of the other Mambo artists have just had a big exhibition at Newcastle yeah. Art Gallery, and yeah. there is a lot of Phantom stuff in amongst that art. Like here, he'll be in the background, or you'll just see him peeping through, and yeah, yeah
1: it's it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, he's he's, a, he's well. There's that exhibition um, that's travelling around. It was in Sydney. It's now at um, uh, Mackay. Mackay. And One Bass has got a piece in that, a phantom piece in that. Mm. Um, And then he also, I think, one of the other things that Jennings did at the same time, he founded, um, I think it was Regular Records, which was um, Hoodoo Gurus and um, Mentalist Anything and a few other big-name big bands, and and I think became a millionaire from that as well. (laughs)
0: Wow.
1: (laughs) But um, I don't know if you noticed, uh, but up on on, on the walls that night at that dinner, it was some of his original artwork. And there's... um, there's one they called the Black Freighter, which is by a New Zealand artist called Dick Frizzell, who's quite quite famous, and he's another big Phantom nut. He, he has exhibitions himself, where he just draws in a, a, like a Wilson McCoy style, and then mm-hmm. sells prints for, for you know thousands and thousands of dollars. And um, that original up on the wall, I think De, De bought that for forty thousand dollars. That, that's sure. yeah, that's wow, a piece of, yeah, piece of Phantom Phantom artwork copied from um, Wilson McCauley. <laughs> nice. Amazing. 40 yeah. grand.
0: Oh, well, that, that's postmodernism for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Craziness. Right, well, um, we've probably kept you for long enough, Glenn. It's been about an hour and a half, so thank you very, <laughs> very much for joining us on Chronicle Chamber. Yep, um, well done. thank you. And well, hopefully we'll have you back at some time to talk about some more cool stuff, maybe an animated series or two.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. More fanfare stuff. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, fanfare stuff would be really good. Um, so, will that be, you said you're going to have an ad for that in, in Fru, so are you going to, um, kind of do anything with them, or just, just add, ad, advertisement?
1: Well, I'm hoping that, um, I, I don't know if I'll go for the cover, that I've done for them, but hopefully, I'll, I'll get to do a cover for that issue anyway.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But if, if, you, if you hang on after the, the, um, the phone call, we'll, we'll talk more.
0: Right. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Well, with that interesting little cliffhanger, we'll leave it there. Thank you again, Glenn, for joining
1: us. Cool. Thank you. Thank you.
0: And um, Jermaine... And, Steve, thanks again, and thank you, everybody that listened. Of course, you can find us on uh, Twitter and Facebook and all those things, and you can find the websites, uh, sorry, the links for those up on the website, chroniclechamber.com. All right, everyone, thank you very much for listening. Bye. Thank
1: you. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a
3: good one.